0: This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Hello everyone and welcome to the newest episode of the Know the Game podcast. I am your host, Ryan Conwell. This week, we are bringing to you Ryan Demarest of Cascade Maverick Lacrosse. Ryan is the Partnerships and Promotions Manager, and he primarily focuses on the Cascade side of the world. Um, That's where most of our conversation is geared towards. No pun intended. But what Ryan is going to describe is how Cascade fits into that whole world of growing the game. And obviously helmets are a very big part of growing the game because if you're going to play lacrosse pretty much anywhere, you're going to need helmets. Even women's lacrosse, you got to have the goalie helmet. Um, there's the headgear that is now available for some groups to use, depending on where you are, what level, sometimes it's required, sometimes it's optional. Um, but Either way, there's some uh, head protection involved, and that is where Cascade fits into things. Um, Cascade is obviously a pretty iconic company within the lacrosse world, so he does talk about how they um, have to use that status to their advantage and how they need to keep working tirelessly to stay at the forefront of the innovation um efforts in the lacrosse helmet industry. There's a lot more competition now than there was, you know, 10 years ago. Um and as that competition steps up, they have to keep their own game going as well. Now, I hope you find this interesting. Um, you know, we did this interview at Laxcon a couple of weeks ago. Um, but you know this is a, a really good chance for you to hear a little bit more about how cascade operates as a company, learn some more about Ryan and, and I hope you find it to be, uh, you know, nice and informative. So without further ado, I will bring you to our interview with Ryan Demarest. All right. So we are here at Laxcon with Ryan Demarest of how should I say that? Should it be Cascade Maverick? Cascade Maverick? <laughs> Cascade Maverick Lacrosse. And just to get that I mean away staring at is Dreaming of the food that's in inside those walls. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So so Cascade Maverick, but really quick before we dive into that, um, what is your background? So like sixty seconds, really quick, you know. Quick resume. Yep, absolutely. So you get to coach with Mr. Beardsley. (laughs) (laughs) That has to be one of the most um, intense assistant coaching jobs out there. Oh, definitely. so that's the the quick introduction um let's talk a little bit about cascade maverick you've been with the company for how long eight years. just shy of eight years and over those eight years there's been a lot of change there too um i mean i i grew up in the same town as where you know cascade's been forever but um yeah good old liverpool um but you know for most of that time they were independent smaller company um you know just kind of focusing on churning out lacrosse helmets and it's grown significantly since then you brought in the bauer thing um you know ended up buying maverick along with it too getting that partnership going so what's it been like over that time seeing the company change and grow I remember I think it was the Syracuse paper years ago actually talked about uh, they did an entire article on the culture at um, you know, the Liverpool facility specifically and they were saying how much um, emphasis was put into actually keeping the sport at the forefront. Um, I think they also brought up like the whole cafeteria setting of mm-hmm. trying to have it like a real team environment. There's always lacrosse games on like that sort of thing. Like, can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people do tend to overlook with the national teams because um, I, I was over in Israel, um, you know, for that for the whole tournament. And one of the things that I was kind of surprised by is there's a lot of animosity about the American players that are j- jumping on field. Um, you know, Puerto Rico was one of those teams that um, got a pretty bad name for some of that. But what people overlook is that those players aren't just like treating it like club ball or anything like that. Like what you're saying is there is such a high level of like honor and respect that goes into even just the helmet with that flag on it. It means a lot more to those people. Right. And I think one of the um, other aspects that is missed is, you know, is a place like Puerto Rico is a place like, you know, Uganda turning out NCAA NCAA players are turning into pros like, no, but they're not there. But it gives them like a whole different experience when they are playing there, even if it's not to the same level of what we're doing here. It's it's building. and I think it's uh, something that does get drastically overlooked. You can't mention Michigan lacrosse without Brother
1: Rice. (laughs)
0: So I'm actually curious because you do have a challenge with growth, which is with the men's game, you have the helmet, um, you know, for every player for the women's, obviously just the goalies, but um unless they go for the new women's um you know do I even call it a helmet? Headgear. Headgear, headgear. <laughs> but um I think one of the things is Um, what challenges do you have with trying to support growth while also knowing that you are one of the, like, you know, single most expensive pieces of equipment that is, you know, it's necessary. Like you say, it's a billboard for what you're doing. Um, You know, the, the lacrosse helmet... there's a lot behind that um so how do you how do you find that balance between um you know turning out the the beautiful things we do for uh you know Syracuse and Hopkins and Maryland and you know them, them getting all those helmets and also you know getting getting things on fields around the world too And I do think that's interesting, Um, you know, when you talk about the the smaller programs around the country or around the world, you almost have better visibility to where new things are happening than just about anybody (laughs) in some ways. (laughs) I was gonna say you, you gotta be careful that one of them is gonna be listening. And be like, why am I not mentioned? Um, <laughs> all right. So um, bringing up the partnerships is interesting though, because obviously you know that's that's your bread and butter. You know personally with the company. Um, you mentioned Face Off Academy, and um, why don't you talk a little bit about what the vetting process looks like? Because obviously, nearly every organization that wants to you know take the next step up they're like all right let's get a cascade cascade deal let's try to do that so um you know how do you sift through the noise and really figure out who is going to be beneficial to what you want to do as a company and who's going to be you know good to work with going forward and you actually sort of trying to get them exactly that. yeah, and it, you bring up a point that I always joke about people with in that some ways the lacrosse community can be like the mob if you've ever seen Goodfellas where you you can only you you can only get. In, if you get introduced, like you don't have to be a player, you don't have to have all American accolades, you don't have to do all that sort of stuff. But, you know, getting the right introduction and being like, oh hey, you know, you should talk to this person, they're good, like <laughs> because there there is um you know a lot of stuff out there of everyone has really good ideas, but you know understanding which ones are going to stick and you know kind of people vetting for each other and like okay you you know you're you're doing this with these people and like all right I kind of know where you're going. Oh, I i mean, I've been, uh, I, I missed the first day of it, but, um, you know, I i love this city. You know, I, I've come down here a decent amount. Of course, we're coming back in the May time frame for the final four, which will be good. So I've been down here a couple of times for that. I've been down here for, you know, personal visits and, you know, have a bunch of friends down here. So I don't think I've ever had a bad time in Philly. Um, and, you know, the convention, I love the setup of it so far. The exhibit hall is great. Um you always have a couple of new people. It's always fun seeing some of the exhibits that are out there that are set up, of course, you. Know, you guys being right near the door with, you know, the nice shiny helmets always catches people's eyes too. You know, a little bit of planning there, right? <laughs> <laughs> um now actually talking about those helmets though, uh one of the things that I I do love is the excitement that builds around especially the d1 programs but you know you have a lot of the the big d3 schools will do it too d2 schools um and it's doing the the one-offs and the special edition helmets and that so you know being someone that works with partnerships and that sort of thing can you talk about like that side of the world All right, and what sort of um, feedback do you get from those programs when you do look at product development, what you need to do, what you need to change, all that sort of stuff? Because obviously, you know, those players really put everything through their paces, Um, and, and, I mean, you you make one mistake and it blows up, And, and, I mean, you don't have to talk about this one too much, but, like, the STX helmet at Ohio State that broke, you know, from the goalie shot a couple of years ago. They, they were releasing a brand new helmet, um, you know, ball hits it, it, it explodes, and then all of a sudden everyone is swearing off XTX XD hel- helmets like forever. Um, so what is it like when these guys are going through the paces and, you know, trying to get that feedback to keep the advancement going, knowing that it's a team of, you know, big, strong athletes just, you know, really testing the limits of what you guys can do? Yeah, it, you do. You have to do more than just, um, you know, here's our next helmet. You know, we, we changed these lines a little bit. Um, you know, oh, we added a new face mask color. you, know, you got to do a lot more than just that, which I think, you know, in the time that you've been at Cascade, um, you know, there's been a lot of new technology that has been released in that time. Um, it, I mean, my personal favorite is the adjustability. <laughs> Once I actually got a helmet that you could, you know, you know loosen it up to take it off and then tighten it back up when you're putting it back on like that was uh that was a game changer. <laughs> and what challenges do you run into with um you know especially when you talk about fits and you know 10 year olds how many 10 year olds do you see the pictures of where their helmets are you know the visors pointing about you know 30 degrees a little bit too high Um, so I think the, the last thing that I want to ask before I jump into our little last segment where I, you know, there's five questions I'll ask everybody, but, um, what is next for you and what's next for Cascade?
1: yeah
0: um all right so let me jump into um two question, two of, the, two of my five questions i think work themselves into what you were just saying which is um what it what it's really the same question but asked two different ways so one is what is something that's talked about too much in the lacrosse world that pulls attention away from more important things You forgot about the yell at your defense part. You forgot about the yell at your defense (laughs) part. Um, so what's something that does not get enough attention in the lacrosse world? Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because you have a lot of coaches that actually make a career out of being the assistant, too, because um, I do think it's important that depending on the level, um, you know, some people should not be head coaches and some people should, you know, should be head coaches. Uh, You see that across all sorts of sports where, you know, especially in the NFL, it happens all the time. You know, top coordinator of, you know, whatever offense is number one that year. They're the they're the top uh top look for a head coach position. Um but then all of a sudden they get to be that head coach and you know, it's terrible. But then they go back to being a coordinator and they're running the top offense again. <laughs> All right, so next one is uh, totally off the rails. What's something funny from this past week that just makes you laugh? Oh, I'll give you that. Thirty seven, yep. Yep. love it um all right let's say you were given 50 million dollars to do anything that you want in the lacrosse world so it could be starting program starting professional team um what would you do how would you spend that money (laughs) oh yeah You've definitely spent your life in Michigan and New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I love it. Very last one is, what is the last lacrosse game you watched for fun? it's an awesome game yeah no that was uh especially this past year when you know team usa actually lost um it, it was really interesting being on the sideline for that so being at harvard stadium i was you know checking that out and, you know, the the chatter as players were coming to the sub box and doing all that sort of stuff, it's like, this is not just an exhibition game.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely
0: all right so uh, i love those answers um so that's all i have for you is there anything else you want to add in some you know final words where should uh, people go check you out anything like that Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, hope the rest of the show goes great for you and good luck. Good luck this season too. Well, thank you for joining us once again this week and listening to this interview with Ryan. Um, I want to also tease our next episode is going to be with Mike Bartlett of Lacrosse the Pond, so that's going to be a really interesting one. We're going to dive a lot into the international game. Um, that was another one of our LaxCon interviews. We have a couple more of those, and then we're going to start diving into some more current day things i've got some more interviews lined up in the next couple of weeks so you know we're gonna keep this podcast train rolling so uh hope you find our guests good hope you like the questions they ask the conversations we have and if there's anything that you would like to hear or guests that you'd like to see anything like that feel free to reach out um, any of our Lex All-Stars social channels or shoot an email to editor at LexAllStars.com or check out the website laxallstars.com And there's uh you know, a little link in there to send a message to us as well. So feel free to use that. So thank you once again, and I will see you the next time.